This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. With me in studio... Uh, one of the funniest guys in America, brand new movie out, Rob Schneider. Rob, I was able to grab you from Fox and Friends Thank and you. bring you up. And was it my persuasion? I had nowhere to go. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my feelings. Here I, I am thinking I'm a great persuader <laughs> of, of. No, I've, I've always enjoyed you, Brian. So it's, it's a pleasure. I feel like I know you, you know, because you're. You know, how many hours do you do, do you do a day? Well, minimum six. Six hours? Yeah. And then you have fun afterwards. We got to get the Saturday show going. So one of the Saturday things, too, because now that you, I thought you were a fan. You don't know Saturdays <laughs> at eight o'clock, but you're in, you're in Arizona, so it's two hours difference. Yeah, yeah. It's so two it's six hours. o'clock. That's dinner time. Sometimes for you guys. I hear you on the tape delay. Sometimes I hear I get like I, I'll punch it in in the on the on the Tesla, and I go like, and it's like a month old, and I listen to it anyway. Why is that, Eric? Why is he putting on month-long podcasts? Yeah, Eric, what's know. going on with that? Yes, um, that's Eric right over there. He's a, a genius, and that's Pete. So, Rob, Good by the way. people working for you. The other thing is, which I found unique, yeah. as a comedian who's a, an actor, you dress up. I mean, you look like you look the part today. Thank you. You know when I put this on? It's so funny because I say, kids, I've got to work out for the new movie I'm doing. And I, and I told the tailor, a nice Italian guy, you know, Vito, I said, uh, hey, uh, don't, uh, don't take it out because I'm going to lose weight. And he said, okay, but... Just in case you don't, I'm going I'm to I'm leave it that way, okay? A doubter. A doubter right away. Can you? Can anyone believe in me? Is that what you're thinking, Ron? Yeah. I go, this guy knows I'm a liar. My body knows I'm a liar. He must hear that all the time. No, I'm going to lose the weight. Okay, but just in case you don't, I'm going to fix that. Right. I miss doing those characters. They don't let you do those anymore. You know, you know so really, why? Because anything outside, you know, I don't know. I'm part Filipino and German. I don't know what I am. And so, but they, they just, you know, anybody outside your, you know, it's cool. Uh, cultural appropriation. I thought the whole point of cultures was to be appropriated. Look, give us, take this, like yeah, you know, and have fun with it, and have fun with it. I remember I insulted the whole country of Spain one time because I said something was paella and I took a picture of it. And the, I, I swear, seven hundred and fifty thousand people in Spain were like, "That's not the, that's not the paella. It comes with rabbit and asparagus." And I don't know what the hell. So what you made was stuff on rice. And I said, "Okay, I'm sorry." Now, I give okay, up. now a couple of things because we do know. I think it was Jill Biden that compared all Spanish people. What was it? Uh, all Spanish people to a uh, taco. First of all, n- nobody nobody uses the word Latinx. <laughs> right. I've been married to my wife, who's Mexican for thirteen years. She's never says, you know, I'm Latinx. You know, that's just it's insanity. Right. You know, so, but well, uh, there's so much insanity going on right now, which is why yeah, people th- watch you in movies. They watch. How do they still- get away with it? It's only because of the graciousness. Of the of the Hispanic community that that Jill Biden didn't get crucified for that. But a couple of things. And I, and I this is one like you'll find is a few things that you'll I'll say and you'll go that's genius and here's something else that nobody has <laughs> nobody has jumped on this you know he got less Hispanic votes uh, than any Democrat in a long time and and Trump got more and now yeah. they seem to be shifting more and more uh, to the right well, and you, do you know that Hugo Chavez is not Hugo Chavez but Cesar Chavez's bust is at his desk in the Oval Office and I think that is an over since when is a guy from Delaware <laughs> with Cesar Chavez that's a push like hey I, I Latino know. community come back the, the, the assumption that the Latino community is going to vote just automatically for the, that's what happens is like they just assume that 
that this voting block is going to continue when they're not serving those particular interest groups at all. And so, the, you know, I, I say this to people when I'm performing, and it's true. I said, like, they, I, you know, Hispanics don't want other people coming into this country illegally. Say, so, I don't want someone coming into this country, try to take the job I just took. I just took it. <laughs> I just took it. Now you come to talk to Tiger. I already took it. You know, so, but it's. Well, you uh, earned it. He <laughs> yes. earns it. He gets well, you, it. You come here. Look, the, the fact of the matter is you, we do need people to work in this country and who are willing to work hard and do jobs that other people don't want to do. I, whenever you, I walk in some place now, because, you know, during the whole pandemic, seeing anybody working anywhere and getting people coming back to work. Was incredible. So I, I see somebody working. I, just want, I always shake their hands and say, thanks for working today. Uh, exactly. Because a couple other things is that um, in New York, the front page of the New York Post today, there's something like 5,500 children that got to be worked into the New York City system, 90% of which don't speak any English at all. So you have yeah. teachers in there walk in and they can't communicate with kids in the back. These kids are, it's not their fault. But yeah. the other third graders or fourth graders, and you have kids, they come home with first grade homework because they're trying to – they have to level out the whole class, and they can't even understand it's, these kids. We don't understand and we won't for a decade the real uh, you know, the, the real problems that are going to come from what – from being behind and from the emotional problems that they're going to have, how they're two years behind. And it's, especially the poorer children have it even worse because I think the – you know, the, some of the numbers were, uh, you know, was is incredible. The losses that were gained. You have like uh, poorer families, you know, uh, people of color that had that their reading standards were climbing and climbing yes. and climbing, and all of a sudden dropped off the face of the earth. Pandemic. You know? When I saw some kids outside of Starbucks, you know, on, online, I didn't see it personally, but trying to get the internet during the pandemic with their computer because they don't have it at home. So the assumption that this is just all going to take care of itself it's, it's, was very shameful. I mean, I, I think it's coming out now that the, everybody knows, and you talk about this, that the lockdowns were worse than – yeah. Know, don't make the cure worse than the problem. That's so the other thing, did. Rob, so we were really good at coming up with a plan to destroy everyone's lives, got to go yeah. home, we got to get quarantined, got to get protected. What about a plan to get these kids caught up? What about a president of the United States or a governor that says – my problem is my, my the grades have dropped to my the people that put me in office. Their kids, their their grade level has dropped. So we're going to do a massive effort. It's going to be a couple hours extra of school a day. We're going to get the extra More. money in the budget to maybe yeah. get a, a Huntington Learning Center. Instead of To putting... maybe give it to them to get these kids to go to extra school. Because a lot of these kids, believe it or not, miss going to school. Maybe if the kids, maybe if the schools had a Ukrainian flag out in front of it, they would get the funding. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that with this administration. Well, we have to extend. We were behind before this. You have to understand, like, in Europe, the, the school year is longer, and I do think we need to extend it, and we have to. We have to we're going to have to throw money at the problem, and it is a problem. We need to not only catch up to where we were, where we we're, we're, were behind, we have to now catch up to get these kids up to where they were two years ago. And I think you could enlist parents to do a lot of that. They could help out. Uh, Absolutely. I know that they're overstretched already. So listen, Rob is here because, number one, he hasn't said it yet or to anybody else, but he wanted to meet me. Uh, yes, and he also, true. Da- daddy, you, da- you dress you dress very well. I go, okay, well, that's when, – when on Gutfeld, I go, that's the only guy whose suit looks good. You, it, was, to I me, said, right? Yeah, I says, Brian looks good. And he obviously works out, which you need to do. Because you know, guys can cruise in their late 40s, early 50s. Go, hey, that guy still looks really good. But you got to spend some time in the gym. Absolutely. you got to get in there. I do. I, don't have, I have an unforgiving metabolism. <laughs> because if I – I mean, to, one thing I do, I don't eat until after 12. Oh, yeah, that helps. So, yeah. so that helps. I know. And then, but then when I start eating, 
I'm really starting eating. But let me just get you. I just want to make sure everybody knows you're looking for a movie that you bring your family to. Yeah, it's here. Daddy's Daughter Trip is in theaters, and which I think is so cool. And uh, my son's the biggest uh, Rob Schneider and Adam Sandler fan uh, in particular. And we he watched every show. In fact, the movie that you guys shot on Long Island, he went out and just watched the shooting of it oh, yeah. every free moment he had. And what I think that people love is a sense of family. So you're yeah. in a movie, you bring a Sandler. Uh, Sandler's in a movie, he brings Rob. And you have the, Adam's have, wife plays your wife in this movie again. Yeah. Well, and then yeah. your daughter's in this. That's kind of cool. <laughs> There's a nice little scene where, like, we're, uh, we're, you know, because I'm such a moron in the movie that, and in real life, but she, um, we lose our a place where we're living and we have to live move in her friend's house. And then her daughter, the, our daughter comes in in the movie, which is my, really, well, my real daughter, Miranda. She walks in and she says, Mom, I can't sleep. Can I, uh, can I sleep with you? And she says, absolutely. And you can just see the way Jackie, Adam Sandler's wife, Jackie Sandler, you can just see the way she just gets up. And you know she's done this a thousand times. She she's a mom. Up, she gets up and goes and goes to sleep. It was just such a real, it's like one take. That's it. We can't do any better than that. You so, know? so this is a non-actor question. When you see your daughter and you're acting and you got to act goofy and maybe without the values and ethics that you have, whatever it is, <laughs> just be kind do you see your daughter, or are you channeled into into a character, or in a comedy? Is it different? Is well, because you can act different characters. Well, but at, at this point, you know, because I had a really goofy wig uh, in the movie, and um, she uh, she was a natural. I didn't have to give her notes. She knew what she was doing. There's but when a, you see her, what do you see? Do you see your daughter? I do, but I, I you know what I see as I, I already see a young a young actor. And I know that she's into it, and right. she loves it. And, and about halfway through, she understood that it was a job. Because in the beginning, she didn't. She said, okay, we're done. And I said, okay, no, no, you're done. Now daddy's turn. It's daddy has to get his side. You have to shoot. And she, she didn't understand that. But she can, can you explain no. to me who doesn't know? So in other words, she does her side. My daughter. And then you have to do her. your side from she the was, other side. She was eight, and we would shoot her side, whatever. And then she said, okay, we're done. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> and then uh, I said, no, 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 we have to do it again, honey. And wow. so she said, well, no, but I don't want to. I, I just did it. And I said, no, 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 it's not, that, it's not that you didn't do a good job. You did great. It's just now it's daddy's turn. And so it was um, just a, that stuff was the only part. But she, we practiced for months and months and months. Just my, my favorite scene in the whole movie is called the star scene. And it really is like we're sitting in the car on the side of the road because we're a broke family. doesn't have any money to take, the, to take my kid on a fun spring break. So I just pretend to take her to like a water park. I take her to a car wash. You know, <laughs> and, you know, and so it's it's these kind of things. Then we right. go see a drive-in movie. And we're open behind the fence, and we can't really hear anything. And I got Paramount was very nice to give me Jerry Lewis's a movie from Jerry Lewis. You know, uh, Family Jewels from like the early sixties. Really? Wow! And they well, I had to pay for it, but they were nice enough to give me a break on yeah. it. But anyway, so and we're just watching this thing. So and then at the end of the night, we look at these stars and we tell each other how much we love each other. And it's really beautiful because I said I love you because we practice this. You know. At her house, because we say this, you know, before she goes to sleep, I go, I love you all the way to that star and back a thousand times. And she'd say, I love you to the end of the universe and back infinitely, to, to infinity. And and then and then we just change it to, I love you all the way to my nose and to my ear and halfway back. And and then she she said this beautiful line that she just had lip. She said, I love you all the way to my index finger, to my thumb, and they're touching. And it's just, she just, it was so beautiful. That is so, awesome. And to see a real father and daughter, we watched Paper Moon, a little bit of it. Um, 
I watched the whole thing, but my, my daughter, because she's eight, I wanted to see a real father as Ryan O'Neill and Tatum O'Neill in a movie together. And it's really magical to see. I'd love to see that again. I remember so when I was, you know, I, I think I'm Tatum O'Neill's age or something like that. She's I remember brilliant. watching it. Yeah. But you can see the comfort level that the two of them had together. Rob, I know you used to do in the podcast with uh, with uh, it just goes uh, on and, and on. You have, but I have to actually take a break. You have to take commercials. You right. have to pay for this. Right. You have to pay but, for this. But suit. one story's better than the next. And I'm saying, <laughs> how rude do I say it if I stop the paper moon story? But let's, we got that in. Rob Stein is here for another segment until he Thank storms you, out. Back in a moment. Educating, entertaining, enlightening. You're with Brian Kilmeade. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade. Rob Schneider's in studio. It's our privilege. If you're watching Fox Nation, Rob, I didn't tell you you're on television still. You're streaming. Oh, uh, yeah, and beautiful. this is really going to make you famous. You're not going to be able to walk outside. Uh, his new movie is called Daddy's Daughter Trip. It's in theaters starting Friday, right? Starting just expanding, Friday. expanding, expanding. We, expanded, expanding. Yeah. we, st- we so, just started in Arizona. Now it's going out there in Cinemark. Thank you for taking me taking me out. Wife co-wrote, co-wrote the movie, right? Yeah, Patricia, yeah. She's great. And my buddy, as yeah, your buddy now, Jamie Lisso. Right. Yeah, I mean, he was your friend first, though. So yeah, for I got the record, him first, yeah, right? I, want, I want him back. And he and he uh, he uh, raves about you. So I want to bring you to what happened in stand up. This girl, this woman, Ariel Elias, was on stage, mm-hmm. and she asked started asked taking questions from the audience, and she ends up getting a beer thrown at her. Here's how it Ooh. sounded. Whoever you want to vote, I don't I don't care who you voted for. I'm just happy we're all here together. So you voted for Biden? Okay. Huh. I don't know. Why does it matter? Yeah. So what? Why does it matter? I can just tell by your jokes you voted for Biden. All right. I can tell by the fact that you're still talking when nobody wants you to that you voted for Trump. Please. So, so Rob, what happened? the beer. The the boyfriend or the husband of the guy threw a Trump supporter or or whatever. She didn't like her. Threw the beer at her. She picked up and drank it. Uh, so, from doing stand up, from seeing what happened to Dave Chappelle and seeing what happened yeah. with Chris Rock, do you worry about this? I have extra security on my show. You do. I do. Yeah. Because you're always got. Especially, do you talk politics at all? Yeah, a thing? little bit, but to get laughs. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's about getting laughs, but at the same time. You have to talk about what's happening in society. I mean, if, if you're a comedian of a certain age, like I am uh, in my 50s, you, I mean, you've got to be influenced by Richard Pryor and George Carlin. They were commenting on what was happening in society. Right. And I think in, in any art form, whether it's a, if you do sculpture or whether, you know, if you're a musician, you, uh, especially if you're a comedian, you have to talk about what's happening in your culture at the time. I mean, it's not about relevance. It's about, you know... It's about getting people – the only difference between artists and everybody else or good writers, which comedians should be, 
is that they know themselves a little bit more because they spend the time. And most people are busy. They're going to work. They're taking care of the kids. They're coming back. They're tired. You know, they're, they're inundated with, with enough stuff. They're driving or they're on the bus or whatever. And so, or, or you, know, on the, you know, trying to get to work, commuting. So it's that knowing yourself a little bit more and delving into it. But you do have a strain of intolerance. Like the way that comedian handled that, she wanted to have a conversation with somebody who, spo- who, who, who agreed with her and saw that same echo chamber. She didn't want to have anybody. She didn't want to have any discourse. No. She, there's not about dissuasion. It's like she's willing to talk to her own people. And you learn nothing only talking to your own people. You have to have, if your ideas are good enough, hold them up to debate right. and see who can talk better. And, and that was just about silencing someone who was on a different political uh, you know, agenda than she was. Right. And, Rob, uh, we have a, sh- a short time now. Come back for another five minutes. Yeah. Okay? All right, great. Uh, Rob's here. Go see his movie, Daddy's Daughter Trip. Information you want. Truth you demand. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. This week, President Biden pardoned thousands of convicted marijuana users, and it feels like maybe he celebrated with them a little because yesterday, Biden gave a speech at a car factory and opened with this. Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Wow. Well, let me respond with two words. Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) Biden was then heard criticizing reporters at the White House for shouting questions at him. Questions like, what year is it? And who's the current president? So that's as edgy as I've heard SNL get with a Democrat, Rob Snyder. Well, the whole point is to make fun of whoever's in power, whether it's Democrats or, or whatever. I remember one time when we were making fun of the Clintons and uh, Julia Sweeney played played uh, the daughter. You know, what's her name? Um, uh, the Clinton's kid, Chelsea Clinton. And and the, we got phone calls like from the Democratic Party. That's too much. You can't make fun of the ch- You can't have the children because we put braces on her and everything. And it's like you have to make fun of the people in power. And I'm glad that they're doing it because that's what needs to happen. But, Rob, Rob it's not happening. I mean, uh, Jeff it hasn't Dave, happened yet. Do you remember? And uh, this is, again, one of those observations that you're going to go, that Brian is really smart. Uh, <laughs> do you know when to look like and Biden? And well-dressed. Right. Thank you. Uh, do you remember when it uh, uh, looked like Biden was out of it? And yeah. he was just done. Jeff Sudeikis played him when they were doing a mockery of the Democrats' debate. And he was having fun. He was making fun of him. He doesn't know what's going on. He's talking too loud. He's interrupting. Yeah. As soon as he got the nomination, they bring in a guy that just acts normal I as know. opposed to Trump. And I'm wondering, did, did the SNL brass, Lorne Michaels, just say, I'm just concerned that a Republican will win or that Trump will get another term and well, just throw <laughs> comedy into the back burner? I think it's also a fact of like – it really was. I mean, Dana Carvey and I were talking about this. I had to throw Dana Carvey under the bus right here. But no, but Dana said, like, when he first, his, you know, his impressions are, he's the greatest impressionist we've ever yeah. had on Saturday Night Live, he's, by far. That was a great and, Biden, by the way. And his Biden, he said, when he first started doing it, the audience was like, ooh, we can't laugh at that yet. Because it's true. Because it's like, you know, it, it's like seeing, like, you know, you don't want to let deer gets hit on the side of the road or something. And he's kind of, you know, jumping around. Or, you know, and she's like, oh, man. Oh, you know, it's like it's it's a car crash. It's like when his bike fell over. You right, know? right. I'm, now, if Biden would have got up and said, Putin made that bike, it would have got a laugh, you know. It would have. Yeah, but I, so I do think there was that, that tendency. But you have to make fun of the people in power. Right. I mean, the, the idea that the Democrats just – you know, just manufactured this guy to run to become president because he was the least offensive of all the candidates. And he's not Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And they scared him because Bernie couldn't win. So, Rob, how do you feel about going on social media now, doing shows like this, and coming out and saying, hey, I'm a Republican? 
Well, you just you have to know you're going to get the the ideological barrage of, of moronic, uh, you know, people saying horrible things about you, and that's okay. I don't look at it. I mean, truthfully, I mean, uh, I don't know what the Democrats are complaining about. They have all the tech companies. They got every, they got they got Washington Post, New York Times. It's funny with people complaining about like how like you know if. You know, Elon Musk buys Twitter. These billionaire having a billionaire buy this, and say, don't you work for the Washington Post? Yes, Isn't that, what, 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 <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Is, is there any irony of, available in your brain at all? And so, but it's like we have everything. I mean, can we not? What, what, do, what do conservatives have? We have one news channel and a guy that sells pillows. Can right? We, can we have that on know? that channel? Yeah, on that channel only. <laughs> it's the same you know, thing. I invented the perfect – my towels absorb water. Every towel absorbs water. Right. But the thing is that we will have – like my next guest is uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and we'll have Democrats on. We have Harold Ford on, and people give their opinions on. on outnumbered, yeah, uh, there'll be Democrats on the couch. Yes. Well, I mean if you look at Tucker Carlson's ratings, it can't be all – it's not all Republicans. It's the, it's the only – It's there's rational news. There's absolutely – you, you, you allow is. oppositional thought here and it's not allowed right it's not allowed on the unseen see i look at rational too is we're in an oil and gas shortage this is my 1970s we have enough oil and gas why are we not using it well because of this religion called green energy <laughs> i know it's a religion I there's, wish no, it worked. there's no it, it rationality is, it doesn't work i mean there's a beautiful documentary actually produced by like the most leftist guy there is he's the executive producer i don't say he made it it's called planet of the humans do yourself a favor your listeners Watch that. Okay. It, it just basically shows why green energy doesn't work. I want it to work. It doesn't work. And that's why you have California. One of the things, it's it's out of, you're not going to be able to buy it. a car. Yeah. Or There's no more new gas stations allowed in California. Well, you know what's crazy is that the, you, there was a great video on, on Twitter, of all places, where everybody was lined up for hours trying to charge their Tesla, and they couldn't do it. Right. <laughs> and Tesla's the one who supposedly built their own terminals. They still can't do it. No, and it's, and they also, I love that the governor of, of California is like, hey, listen, don't you can't charge. Don't charge your car. Don't charge my car. You just told, you me, just to told me I had to get a car that I can't afford. Right. Those aren't the cheapest cars, and now I can't charge my car. So it's lunacy. There's not one part of – that's why like, I, could never, I couldn't stay in California, and I couldn't definitely stay a Democrat anymore. There's not one aspect of your life that the Democrats don't want to get – don't want to in, involve themselves in of your life. But according to reports, Democrats and Republicans will love Daddy's Daughter Trip. They've done yes. studies. The, the, uh, your, is, your money's just as good. It's newly printed. If you're a liberal, we'd love to have you. Right. Uh, it's, it's one of these non-offensive, apolitical movies that is just for people who for like families. other people. It's about families. It's about dreams and families and about uh, hanging on to your dreams. And if you have nothing, you can still make something beautiful. All right. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard's next. Rob, you've been a wonderful surprise for our audience for the last 45 minutes. Hopefully Thank this you. is just the first of many appearances. I'd love to come back. All right. Does you think he Thank means you. that? Uh, call me, one 408 Back in a moment. Want even more, Brian? Download the podcast at briankilmeadshow.com. Every episode, exclusive interviews on demand. More of Kilmead coming up. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.